Thank you for tuning in to the Scattered Abroad podcast. This is a work that is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, gospel preachers seek to scatter the seed and unite the church and the world with Christ, despite our distances and differences. Here are your hosts, Caleb Rutherford and Michael Clark. Hey guys, I know this episode hasn't started yet, but we just wanted to let you know about our sponsorship and giveaway uh, for this month. Yeah, this month's sponsor is the Truth and Love Lectureship, and it's a wonderful lectureship. And what the giveaway is, is they're going to give an entire set of lectureship books away. That's from years 1991 all the way up until 2019. What a great resource that would be for you to have in your library. And Caleb is going to tell us real quick uh, a little bit about the East Hill Congregation and digital missions work. Yeah, a couple of things I want to mention. First, I want to mention the digital mission work that Michael just mentioned. They started in 2016 with a trip around the world. Uh, since that time, digital mission work, they have built a studio. They have a large format printing work. Um, DMS also has a goal of making digital and print resources for the Lord's Church. In 2021, they will bring in more large charts, more bulletin boards, and four video series with accompanying books. So obviously, great resources for you uh, and for your congregation where you're at. I want you to visit digitalmissionwork.com for more information. I also want to mention the Truth and Love Lectureship, obviously the, the, ser- the series of books that we're going to be giving away for uh, this sponsorship. The Truth and Love Lectureship started in 1991 with a dream of helping the Brotherhood with sound books and lectures to help us all grow and develop. Truth and Love is always in the month of May. You can download it, the digital books and find more information by visiting truthandlovelectureship.com. So, Michael, tell us about um, uh, how to enter into this giveaway. Yeah, basically what we need you to do is subscribe to our email list. Once you've done that, you go to our website, go to the bottom of the page, put your name and email in. You'll be entered into this, and we're going to announce the winner of this giveaway on the first Monday of May on our Instagram and our social media pages around 10 a.m. And so make sure you enroll in this and enter into the giveaway because you're not going to want to let these lectureship books get away from you. Yeah, and obviously we're extremely grateful for the East Hill Church of Christ and for the Truth and Love Lectureship for sponsoring this this episode. We're thankful you're here with us. Here's the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Scattered Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark. I'm your host, Caleb Rutherford. And we're excited that you're with us today for this episode. Just as a reminder before we begin, I would like for you to please subscribe and give any kind of rating for the show, and you can help us out greatly by doing that. And if you'd subscribe to our content as well, all of our podcasts, uh, you can find a list of that on our website, scatterthebroad.org, and we'd be happy to have you as a subscriber and as a listener. Now, as far as this episode is concerned, our theme this year is Scattered Yet United for the year of 2021, and today we're going to talk about being united in truth. And I've mentioned lately in some sermons and other things that I've mentioned in my home congregation that uh, objective truth doesn't matter anymore to people, and truth itself is speculative, it seems. We can decide what is and what isn't truth, and you can have your truth and I can have my truth, but the Bible says something different. There's a difference behind this mindset of truth that the world has versus what the scriptures say, and so, Josh, I'm going to kick it over to you. Can we know truth? Yes. You know, I think, honestly, we can just leave it there and kind of just keep going, right? (laughs) Absolutely. You know, in the world in which we live in today, there is so much confusion, course we know first corinthians 14 33 god is not the author of confusion uh, of course we know hebrews 6 verse 18 titus 1 2 first uh, kings uh, 8 56 the principle is there of course god cannot lie so if god is not lying if god is absolute truth then that means someone's lying 
And so can we know truth? Yes, and I want to answer that from a few different perspectives. First of all, when we look at creation, we can know truth. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, um, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, by the elders attain a good report, verse 3, through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke and everything just, just began to happen. Of course, Genesis chapter 1, I always find it amazing in Mark chapter 4 when Jesus uh, tells uh, the winds and, and the seas to cease. I always like to emphasize there, the winds have no ears. You know, the mm-hmm. waters have no ears, but yet they both listen and they both respond to truth. They recognize what truth is, and Jesus is absolute truth. Again, if people today want to speculate what truth was, okay, that's fine, but John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I'm truth. <laughs> I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And I don't, you know, as Brother Bland would say, it doesn't get any iter than it. You know, <laughs> he is truth. Um, I guess another perspective we can look at it is from the the perspective of, of, of a standard. There has to be something that is total, absolute. There has to be a standard by which we govern and live our lives after. And so, you know, we mentioned in, in one of the previous episodes talking about uh, the law of Moses. Well, that was a standard for those people, but the point of that, the point of that, it was no way for them to keep that standard perfect. Thus, Jesus, he comes and he keeps that entire law perfect. Well, you know, it, it, especially in the religious world today, people think they have enough authority to start their own church, to begin their own church. But, you know, you have to have a lot of truth to be able to do that. Having over 300 and something plus prophecies written about you, all the different things that go into play with Jesus being absolute truth. So again, you you think about Hebrews chapter one, again, that particular verse, uh, John 17, 17, sanctified them through truth. Thy word is truth. God's word is truth. Uh, 2 Timothy 4, 16, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So here we have an all-knowing, all-wise, all-powerful God, and he's given us a standard. He's given us absolute truth, and we don't have the right to change that. And so we can know the truth, and we also should accept the truth and obey the truth because it's not going to change based off how we feel. And that's why I love the Bible because the Bible is a book that's that's absolute. You know, it, it says what it says, it means what it says, and that's what it's going to be if the world is still standing 2,000 years from now. So absolutely, we can definitely understand truth. And let me let me expand on that just a little bit with you. I know you like to play golf. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at golf at all. I know how to play. I just don't know how to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do. Why can't I say when a ball goes into the sand pit, I'll just do a free drop? Why do I have to play it where it lies? There are rules and regulations set in place. For all of that and the issue with it is we seem as a society and as a world more capable of understanding the rules of a game than the rules of life and the rules of the one who made life and who preserved life and kept it and has taken care of it all these years and so the issue we, we come down to is my dad has said this over and over again but when you can make a universe you can govern it as you see fit And I'm sure you all heard that when you were in school. We were all in school around the same time. And so that's one of Dad's favorite things to say because it really does settle it. If you can't make a universe, what right do you have or do I have to try to say, God, you should have done it this way? Right. It's like arguing with the creators of golf. Right. And, you know, it's it's also, 
you know, kind of preaching on the one church, I always, you know, kind of emphasize, well, what's two plus two is four. No matter where you go in the world, two plus two is four. And so you will have to throw off the entire mathematical system in order for two plus two to equal something else. And so the point there is, if man can write a book to keep all the school teachers together, why can't a holy God who created man give us a book to keep everything else together? Yeah. Well, that's because man doesn't want to accept truth for what it that's is. Right. And it's, it's like you mentioned, you know, truth is something that we can find when Jesus says, I am truth. And if you want to argue with it, I've, I've told this before to people. If someone says, well, I don't really like what you said, you don't take it up with me. You have to right. take it up with God because I said what God said. And there have been times, I'm, I'm sure that you all have done this as, as well. You preach on a hard sermon, preach on a hard subject, and you say nothing else but a passage of Scripture. And if someone comes up to you afterwards and says, now, I have an issue with what you said on abortion. Well, what did I say? Well, you read you read that passage. I, I read from Proverbs. I read that God hates hands that shed innocent blood. So you don't really have an issue with me. You have an issue with truth. And the issue with truth is at the source. It's God. And so if we're going to argue about truth, we have to argue with the source. We can't argue with each other. I mean, we could, but it doesn't really benefit us. And so that idea of knowing truth, that is so basic that we all need to understand that. Chase, you've got something you want to say? Yeah, just the very nature of truth is eternal. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that's in the middle of his statements, I am. And one of the things that we need to remember when he says, I am, he's talking about his eternal nature. There is an eternal nature to truth, and God does not change. It has always been true, or it has always been error. Amen. That's right. That's right. Now, Houston, as we, we kind of continue on with our discussion today, so we know what truth is, and we know we can know truth. But then the issue becomes, what do I do with truth? I mean, now that I know what it is, how do I handle it? I'm sure we've all gotten, you know, a piece of furniture before from the store, and it comes with an instruction manual. And I'm sure all of us have at one time or another said, I don't need that. And then we get halfway through it, and we say, maybe I ought to go grab that and try to figure it out because it has the way to put this together. So we know what truth is, but what do we do with truth? All right, Paul said in Philippians 4, uh, verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do in the God of peace shall be with you. So he tells us, well, how do we know that, that what he's talking about when he says those things um, that, that you have learned, how do we know that he's talking about truth? Well, Jesus said in, in, in John chapter 8, uh, you shall know the truth and the, shru- the truth shall set you free. Also, First uh, Timothy 2, verse 4, uh, God would have all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So truth is something that you know. It's something that, that has to be learned. So these individuals in, in Philippi, they learned the truth. And so that, that's what do we do with truth? The first thing is we have to learn it. And the truth of God is expansive, and we're going to ever be learning until uh, we end this life and enter into the next. And so we have to continue to learn that truth, Second uh, Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be glory uh, throughout all ages. Amen. So we need to continue to learn that truth. And these Philippians, they had learned, but they had much else to learn. And then we also need to make sure that we're receiving it. Now, there's a lot in there, and also it goes along with, with, with doing it. And they had received it. They were ready to receive it, just like those in Berea. They had received the word. Then he says they heard the truth. 
not a lot of people are, li- are are willing to to hear the truth. What do we do with truth? Well, we we have to also be willing to to hear it. And well, he had just spoke about these individuals learning it, but as they continue to learn, there might be something in there that they don't like to hear. Right. It's like every every Christian, we we come across something in the scriptures that frankly we wish was not in there there's a lot that i wish was not in there but i still have to listen to god i still have to hear him and i still have to like paul said uh, do it and then lastly of course we have to do it we have to apply the truth and i like using this illustration especially when i'm speaking about the parable of of the pearl of great price and also the the man who hid a, a treasure in the field of the man uh, his name is slipping my mind, but he was the man. He found a um, uh, 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 found the 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 answer to a, to a mathematical problem. He was a Greek, and he was in his bathtub. And then when he thought of the answer, he immediately jumped out of the bathtub and he ran out through the streets, uh, screaming, "Eureka! Eureka! I found it! I found it!" And so when we have the truth, yes, we need to be doing it, but we also have to teach it. We have to, to tell it to others. And we should have that same excitement that when we, when we finally have the truth, the truth, the, 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 the rare truth in a world full of lies, what are we going to do with that? That's right. And that's the idea. You know, nobody has problems obeying truth when it comes to going to the grocery store and seeing the prices on there. Unless they find it, I'm sure we've all done this before, you've disputed a price before at a grocery store because you found it in a different place. Now, if it's not in the wrong place and it's set at this price, guess what? You've got to do it. you got to buy it for that. You go to the gas station, it says, hey, gas is this much a gallon. You've got to do that. You have to buy it at that. And the problem that we have with society is we kind of pick and choose what truth is. And what you mentioned was so just i mean spot on that we find the rare truth in just a world of lies and yet we seem to not want to share it we sh- we seem to not want to go after it and go to do anything with it and this mentality that we have of i have found it and i'm not telling anybody about it i think we all remember the toilet paper and paper towel shortage and all the stuff that happened in 2020 and part of the reason that happened was people said i don't care about anybody else I found this, it's mine, nobody else gets it, and I'm going to hoard it for my own. And yet with truth, with the gospel, we're not expected to do that. We are expected to run throughout the streets and say, we found it, we've got it, and here's what you need to do with it. Caleb, you got something you well, want to say? Not even, you mentioned going to the grocery store. It's, when you go through scripture, there are going to be things that are you know easy in some sense to add into your life. There's yeah. going to be things that, that just naturally go there because that's what we ought to do. But it's when you get to those hard things, what do you do? You have you face that with that, with that decision every single day. And so a, as individuals, as Christians, we have to make that choice that when we wake up, we're going to do the will of God, regardless of how we feel about it, regardless of how society or our friends or our family feel about it. We've got to make sure that we're going to do the truth no matter what, because that is the standard of morality. It's the standard of how we ought to live our lives. Um, and if we don't do that, then we're jeopardizing our soul. Yeah, and yeah. We, ha- we also have to make sure that we're not trying to change the truth. That, right. that when, sure. we, when we see something that contradicts our own desires, we've got to be careful. It's all right to look into it a little bit further just to make sure that God's meaning what, what's being said there, but we also have to be careful not to yeah. bend exegete, it to our will. Exegete, don't exegete. Exactly, right. yeah. I know that truth is pleasant, and then sometimes it's not. 
Uh, when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease years ago, the doctor didn't take joy in telling me that. And when we hear about people being diagnosed with cancer and other illnesses and diseases that happen, nobody takes pleasure in saying that they're going to deal with that for the length of time. And so, Jameson, when it comes from a biblical standpoint, we know medically speaking, we know from a worldly standpoint, truth isn't always pleasant. Is the truth always pleasant? Is telling someone the truth always pleasant from a biblical standpoint? Well, kind of sort of what you had already said is I, I would say to that yes and no. Um, the truth from the human perspective is looking to what the Bible says. Uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, after talking about the Jew and Gentile, there is none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans three twenty three, and all deserve then the fair wages of their sin, which is death, yeah. Romans six twenty three. 23. Um, 2 Corinthians five ten. Paul talks about how that everyone will be judged according to what they have done. And what have we done based on what we saw in Romans, uh, Romans 3, Romans 6? We've all sinned, and we all deserve death. So if we are simply looking at it from our perspective, there's not one bit of pleasant truth to tell, uh, which is not a pleasant thought, but it's the truth. Now, you kind of bring God's perspective into this. Romans 5, 9 talks about how we are justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Being justified, uh, really, I guess it means we are absolutely guilty, but someone else has suffered the consequences in our place so that we might be right. That someone who has died for us, who has suffered for us, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, is Jesus Christ. He has died in our place, taking our place on that cross. We should have been there. But it was him who died in our place. And so we no longer have to stand before God uh, condemned because of our sin, which we rightly deserve. But we can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, Romans 5, verse 10 through 11. And that, that is the most pleasant truth that the world has ever known. But in order to consider the most pleasant truth that the world has ever known, it forces us to consider the most unpleasant truth about ourselves. We have to, in order, we can't just take the good and ignore the unpleasant part. In order to consider what God has done, it forces us to look within and look a little bit deeper and say, well, why has God done this? Well, the unpleasant part of this truth is because of what we have done because of our sin. So is the truth always pleasant? I would say yes and no. When we take the whole picture together, some of it's not very pleasant. And really we have nobody to blame for that part but ourselves. But you look at what God has done and what God is offering to us, that is incredibly beautiful and incredibly wonderful. Cantrell, you've got something you want to add to that? You know, in John chapter 6, um, of course, we all know what happened there when Jesus was uh, preaching to the audience. Uh, John 6, verse 60, the Bible says, uh, many of his disciples, when they heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who then can hear it? And then later on in that chapter, he looked at the 12 and said, well, you also go away after you have just heard the truth. The book of Galatians, he spent six chapters there talking about the truth. Galatians chapter 1, the truth of the gospel, moving throughout that entire book. And so the truth does hurt proverbs 23 23 by the truth and sell it not but just because the truth hurts people 
doesn't mean we can't give it to them because most people won't hear the truth or most people won't uh, hear the gospel unless they're confronted with what, you know, what their living is or what their um, standard of truth is based off what the Bible says because their understanding of truth may be totally unbiblical because they've right. never actually heard truth. And I think it's important as I, I segue kind of into our last question with Chase to to ask you to answer this portion as well. Your question, of course, is can we compromise truth? And I'd love for you to also touch on the idea of can we compromise truth even if it were to spare our lives from that perspective as well, if you wouldn't mind touching on both of those. Well, the simple answer is no, right. a- absolutely not. Um, now, the question might be, do people compromise truth? And unfortunately, the answer is yes, and that's for various reasons. Mm-hmm. But can or should we compromise truth for whatever reason? The, the absolute answer is, is no. It's an emphatic no. The Bible teaches that God's word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth, John seventeen seventeen. Psalm 119, verse 160 says, The entirety, or the sum of your word, is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. So that makes it pretty simple for us. If God's word is truth, and we are to study his word and and meditate on it, and that is to guide our lives, then we cannot compromise truth. Even if someone were to come up to us and say, Hey, do you believe in Christ? If you do, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. We can't compromise that truth. We've got to confess Christ anyway. Here's a thought. What if, what if you say no, you deny Christ, and then he shoots you anyway? Mm-hmm. Well, then you're going to be in trouble. But uh, the very idea that we're talking about with this episode is why so many people are at odds with this idea of, hey, there is universal truth. Unfortunately, it's the product of what is known as postmodernism. Mm-hmm. And postmodernism has really gained a foothold in the last last uh, hundred years or so it's it's got its roots in humanism it's got its roots in evolution atheism and it's the idea that you can't know truth that you have your truth and i have my truth and we can both be right that's illogical and it's against what god's word teaches Uh, there's truth and then there's error and it's plain as that now uh, the bible teaches that there is a universal right and there's a universal wrong and this idea of situation ethics might come into play. That's not what the Bible teaches. It's either right or it's wrong. Uh, incidentally, I've got a shameless plug real quick. I've got an episode on postmodernism in uh, one of my old episodes. I believe it's the second episode I ever did. And we as, a, as Christians need to get familiar with that philosophy because our kids in schools and in the media, they're being taught that there's no such thing as right and wrong. You get to determine that for yourself. They're being taught that they're animals. Well, does it surprise us then when they act like animals? Right. No, it doesn't. So the Bible teaches a lot about this, and I'll just mention a few verses. Jude 3, when we talk about can we compromise it, Jude 3 is a clear indication that we can't. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, I found it necessary to write unto you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered to uh, the saints, once and for all delivered to the saints. We have to contend for it. Is that fun? No, not really. Is that something that we glory in and, and boast in? Well, I, I'm so glad that you're wrong and I'm right. No, <laughs> that shouldn't be our, our attitude, but we still have to contend for it. We have to fight for the truth. Galatians 1, 6 through 10, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to another gospel or a different gospel, which is not another. 
But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so say I now again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be able to be a bondservant of Christ. 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 and following talks about in the latter times some would depart from the faith, teaching many different false doctrines. Timothy is told in verse 6 that if he instructed the brethren about those things, he would be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of good doctrine, which he had carefully followed. So absolutely no, we cannot compromise truth and be faithful to God. And three examples of, of people, you know, even if it's spared their own lives, of three examples of things that we could consider. Let's talk about someone who did try to do that. Jonah wanted to preserve his own life. I mean, that was right. the only reason he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He knew what Nineveh was like. He didn't want to be around them. And so he tried to flee from God and flee from giving the truth to Nineveh. And then it got so bad that when he finally gave the truth to Nineveh, he didn't even believe in the truth because when they obeyed it, he was mad. Right. And so he didn't even want to obey the truth itself because what God had said was go and preach to Nineveh, and if they repent, I'll restore them. That's what happened, and yet Jonah's upset. The only preacher in history that was mad that people responded to his invitation. <laughs> right, that we know of, <laughs> biblically speaking, for sure. And yet you have another individual, Nathan the prophet. Here is Nathan who is going, and I don't know if we ever really touch on this enough, Nathan is going to meet with a man who they know murdered somebody because he wanted Bathsheba. And now he has to go and tell him, hey, what you did was wrong. You could have murdered him. Can you imagine what must have gone through his mind as he's going into the doorstep and into the home of David and to tell him, you're the man that did this very thing, and yet he didn't stop. Ananias is is a third example that comes, and I'll give a fourth for us. Ananias is one who said, do you mean that Saul? And God says, go, he's a chosen vessel of mine. And yet he still went, even though he was concerned because we all know what Saul was known for doing. And so the portion of the idea of compromising truth to spare your own life, I think culminates with Revelation 2.10. And I've mentioned this before, and I'll mention it again. We have a problem in the church, I think, of using this verse inappropriately in the wrong context. We use it typically to say, hey, be faithful unto death. But what that is actually conveying is this idea of be faithful to the point of death. If you're going to die, you don't get to compromise your faith. And that's what Chase was alluding to, this mindset of if someone says, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God, and they're holding a gun to your head, are you going to say yes? Am I going to say yes? And if I say no, and they pull the trigger anyway, I don't want to meet my Lord that way. And I don't think any of us want to. And so compromising truth is happening way too often in churches. It's happening way too often in pulpits and in Bible classes. But ultimately, I'll say this as we close, it's happening in our homes. Somewhere along the lines, mamas and daddies have stopped teaching their children. And they're relying on the Bible class teachers to do it. And they're relying on the preacher to do it. And yet we've all probably heard of the ping pong illustration where you put all those ping pong balls into that long tube and you say, this is the amount of time that you get and here's the small amount of time that we get with them. And so mothers and fathers have to start training their children again what the truth is and stop compromising it in their own homes. And so it's so important to understand as we look through our society, as we look through our world in 2021 and beyond, Truth is not going away, 
we are the only ones standing in the way of truth. Let truth do its job, and let's allow truth to work in our lives and follow it. And so we certainly appreciate you taking some time and being with us and joining us today here on the Scattered Abroad Network for our joint podcast. As always, you can find all of our social media and email links in our show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Any of these hosts would love to hear from you. You don't forget about the sponsorship that we have going on this month and the giveaway that is attached to that. And you can go and find us or be entered in to win that by going to our email list on our website, scatteredabroad.org. You go there and you go all the way down to the bottom of the page it's a one-page website and you sign up for our email list and you'll be entered in to win that giveaway and please don't forget this is not the only thing scattered abroad does we have content for every day of the week we have a blog that comes out every month we have spanish content we're trying to do everything we can to be like those in acts 8 4 though we're scattered abroad to preach and teach the gospel and we're going to be releasing a new set of episodes this week and this month and so be looking for those every day and you can find those on our website and as well as our social media links and any major podcast platform don't forget to subscribe and from everyone here at scattered abroad thank you and god bless thank you for listening to this podcast from the scattered abroad network if you would like to email us you can do so at the scattered abroad network at gmail.com that's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.